What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. the Thwip Tribble. You can call me Jadles. Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. I'm Brandon, a.k.a. Inspector Space Time Tribble. Brandon, fix your microphone. Thank you. All right. We're here to talk about this week's goings-on in the world of pop culture. But first, we got letters. Oh, we got letters. Oh, we got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. Len? Yes? Do you want to read us the first letter? The first letter? Mm-hmm. Or the first it's letter It's over there in the, in the, it's in the bottle. It's floating. I'm digging into our, deep into our... Mailbag? Mailbag mail, letters. Mail sack, our, our mail scrote. I have a email from Christopher Goodnight. St. Saucy. Yes. Theme song, theme music, monologue, followed by theme music. Is the name of the, ty- of the email. First of all, <laughs> thank you for recapping the first part of my email. Secondly, the Avengers, Earth Mightiest Heroes, does too have lyrics. Duh. He actually is right. <laughs> I, every time I think about it, I think of the music first, and then I forget that it, it, it's full of lyrics. Yeah. So he actually is right. So... And of course, you knew you were right because you heard the lyrics. Uh, Earth Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes is definitely better than the Justice League cartoons. Well, that's just blasphemy and stupidity talking right Ooh. there. I'm sorry. And JD, yeah, will you, will you co-sign with me on that? Um, no, you've never watched Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, so you haven't watched all of it. So right. it would not be fair for you to it's comment true. on that. It's true. But allow me to speak for JD and say that's wrong. <laughs> Uh, continuing. I, I have given you uh, power of attorney in this matter. You can speak for me. You played some theme music, Batman the Animated Series and X-Men the Animated Series. The Fox Spider-Man series kind of had lyrics, but there are actual theme songs. All of the Disney afternoon shows had them. But there are a lot of shows that just have music, which is a different category. And then there is the opening monologue before the theme music starts. The only one I can think of is Gargoyles. With the Disney animated shows, while the opening multi-part episodes were great, the episodes that came after weren't as good. DuckTales continued to do multi-part episodes with the Gizmo Duck Saga and the Bubba Duck story. But shows like Darkwing and Chippendales did the episode of the week shtick and never felt like there were any stakes. There were some good episodes here and there, but there there aren't something you need to watch every episode of. Thanksgiving movie reviews. While I liked Queen and Slim, I didn't need that sex scenes. 21 Bridges was good, but predictable, and I didn't feel it earned that title. Knives Out was great, and I'll definitely own the DVD and might actually go see it again in the theaters. It was the most packed of the three movies. My next three-movie marathon will be Bombshell, Richard Jewell, and Dark Waters, while I'm also looking forward to Jumanji 2 and Cats. Chris St. Saucy, good night. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing most of those movies, except for 21 Bridges. Uh, for some reason, that movie, despite the team that brought it to us and the actor in it, I, I honestly can't care about it. Queen and Slim looks great. I'm excited to see that. Knives Out, I've already seen twice. And then Bombshell, Richard Jewell, and Dark Waters. I want to see all three of those. I don't care about Jumanji or Cats. I'm kind. Of, I'm, I'm curious about Cats. I looked at the trailer the again the other day, mm-hmm. and there is a bit of artistry to it that kind of sucked me in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a musical guy. Never seen cats. Never wanted to see cats. 
may wait for it to hit in the feet uh, like on Netflix or something yeah, like yeah. that. But if you know, if the lady wants to go see it, I'll be like, all right, all right, <laughs> Fine. and I won't be totally disappointed yeah. to go see it. So I'm curious about that. Richard Jewell, I'm actually not. I'm interested in seeing because of that this whole controversy about oh, part of the film. Tell me. Well, the, the, apparently in the film it's alluded to, and I think it actually is explicitly shown that the reporter who got the story from Richard Jewell slept with him to get the story, and that is not what happened. <gasps> and there's like a controversy of like why did Clint Eastwood put that in? What the hell? Yeah. So, and and Clint Eastwood, who I'm a Clint Eastwood fan from way, way back. Sure. And, in, and have enjoyed a great many of his movies. But that's, he's... That's fucked up. He's, he's not a person who doesn't have, like, questionable, like, history with women and, yeah. and also have some um, problematic depictions of women in some of his yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. So, not surprised to hear that unfortunately huh. I'm excited for cats and Jumanji but real cats because cats seems like it's going to be fun heard the plot is like every year like cats fight yeah. or they like compete to like go into the like upper world or whatever mm-hmm. sounds crazy sounds like it's going to be fun I'm excited I mean it That's played cool. on Broadway for like a yeah. hundred freaking years yeah. it was a huge hit but I heard everyone likes it like likes to make fun of it. Like it's a joke in the like musical theater yeah. scene. Well, that's yeah. sort of what I've gathered is. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if that's legitimate or just one of those things that happened to something that exists in pop culture for so long that eventually it becomes a joke. Mm-hmm. And and I could see that happening. Also, it's one of those things because of the nature of what it is. It's like you're you're your cats. Your cats. Your yeah. cats. And so it's a musical. It's a musical. And, yeah. It can be hit or miss depending on your budget if you're trying to put it mm-hmm. on. Yeah. You know, and like how it actually is gonna look. Yeah, yeah. So and I can see it, it it's it's rife for uh for film. I also agree I ha- I do have to say I kind of agree with uh Chris about one thing in regards to the Disney animated shows yeah. that I also found like their opening arcs would be great. And then the the uh, the weekly shows that followed, mm-hmm. with, not so much. Yeah, and it's probably it is because you know Disney they throw their budget into those those opening things, and you could see the different animation wise, mm-hmm. and it really was the biggest thing animation wise when they had to get into like weekly television. It wasn't the same budget. Now, are we talking about the original Ducktales and all those shows, or yeah. the new? Yeah, the originals. Okay, cool. Yeah. The originals. Um. I, don't, I think I was too young to pay attention to stuff like that. So, like, I was just, oh, it's on. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really care. Um, we have another email. We do? From Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. No, we don't. We do. Oh, my God. It's called Downton Abbey, Gilmore Girls, and Greek. Oh. Len, Downton Abbey is such a great show. There's like two seasons I didn't love, and it gets better once certain characters arrive and others leave, but the series as a whole is pretty much unparalleled. I will say, though, that you, JD, and Brandon kept saying that it and Sherlock are from the BBC, but in reality, they are from PBS. JD, the new Christmas Carol, which looks awful, and I'm going to have to scrub my eyes out to hopefully wipe it from my brain, looks to be by Stephen Knight, who did Peaky Blinders, Mm -hmm. and none of the Doctor... Who people are involved? 
you guys, I thought you, one of you said it was from like Stephen Moffat. I thought, when I thought you said it was from the people who made Doctor Who. Which one I thought it was. Um, Christmas Carol, the like the horror-based looking one. I thought it said that. I thought it said that too. Yeah. As for Gilmore Girls, I was a huge fan of seasons one through five and then fell off in seasons six and seven, only coming back for the finale. I have since seen them all, along with the reboot, which drew a lot of criticism, but I really enjoyed. The expectation of it and the podcast Gilmore Guys kept me going during my darkest time that year that it came out. There's a part of me that um, always wished that I watched Gilmore Girls uh-huh. just so I could listen to this podcast Gilmore Guys because I hear so many people talk about it um, and on that note I'll let you go again Chris and Saucy good night now Lynn yes the thing about the Gilmore Guys is one of them is a longtime dweller of Stars Hollow and the other one is a newcomer so oh. basically they watch an episode one person's never seen it before the other person is uh, has is a longtime fan so you could just start watching it now if it's that important to you. You could start watching it now and just be on the side of the newcomer. Okay. So it's 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 got to weigh in for both both avenues. I don't know. I haven't gotten a chance to check um, Down Abbey, but Sherlock is produced by Hartswood Films for BBC Wales, while BBC Worldwide also provided co-production funding. Production was also co-produced by PBS. Maha. So it was BBC. Because I, I know that it airs on PBS here in America, but I'm, I was pretty sure it was a BBC show. I yeah. thought it was, too, yeah, but I'm I didn't sure know enough to argue. I'm pretty sure that's the same thing for Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah, I think so. For sure. Um, so you guys should probably wrap your fists up and then dip them in some glue and then dip them in shards of glass and then just have a good old-fashioned street fight. You Yay. and Chris ain't saucy good night. Well, we have a nice chat. Or we, could, or we could have a nice chat. Fine, Brandon. We have another email. He was another email. Wait, he, did he finish? Yeah. What about Greek? Oh. What about Greek? Yeah. Does he even really mention it in the email? It was in the title. Yeah, no, there's, it's in the title, but there's nothing in there. Remember how when you told us about the emails and you said there was Greek and I got real excited that someone was going to mention Greek? For sure. You, you, I got you so kept, excited. You kept bringing up Greek before oh, we were man. recording. What is Greek? Wasn't it a TV show or something? It was an ABC family show about a nerdy kid who decides to join a fraternity and he deci- there's all the fraternities and he decides to join the partiest, rowdiest fraternity there is. And it's about him having to deal with being like an honor student and in like a poli science class or something. So he's dealing with, not poli sci, but it's some like high level science mm-hmm. major. Mm-hmm. So he's super smart. He's got to deal with all this heavy coursework. He's also got to like party all night. He's got to go to his fraternity. He has obligations to the fraternity. So it's about him balancing that. And then it becomes more about like his sister and his friends at the fraternity too and stuff. It's great. Did this last long? It was, about, I, it was at least four seasons. Four And this was an ABC family show? Yep. Okay. It was great. That's why. It was the first quote-unquote adult show I ever watched. I remember I saw the trailer, and there were, like, people drinking and making out, and I was like, I want to watch this show. I was about, like, 12 maybe when it came out. Oh, so this is a long time ago. This Mm -hmm. is, like, over 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh. And then I rewatched it. Anybody uh, in there that I might know now? Yes, actually. Kind of. Not anyone popular, really. But do you remember in, I was about to say in Watchmen, trying to think how to say this without spoiling it. There's a certain character, there's a flashback episode of Watchmen, and there's a certain 
uh, character who is prominent. In and flashback. He's blonde. Uh-huh. He comes to meet someone at his house. Yes. You know him? Yes. He was in Greek. Okay. And Spencer Grammer is in Greek, and she has been voicing Summer on Rick and Morty for however many seasons. Oh, oh okay. All right. All right. So it seems it's at least fondly remembered by one of us. Yeah. And that's what counts. Yeah. I don't know if they fondly remember it even, but... Obviously, oh, he didn't remember to put it in his email. So a better way, I sh- better thing I should have said is that the guy played the main character in the Limitless TV show. Oh, was he? Yeah, I tried that. You know, I never watched this. No, I didn't watch the TV show. I, I d- but I did see like the commercials. I just I just rewatched the movie because I remember liking it in the theater. So I watched the movie and I was like, oh, that was fun. Not as smart as it thinks it is, but it's fun. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, there's a there's a television show. So I click. I immediately went to that and I'm like, I want to say 20 minutes in, I went, never mind. I heard the show gets better like right before it got canceled. Oh, that's always the case. I yeah. would have. I started watching it. But it came out at a time when I was like real into TV shows. I had like ten shows a week to watch, so I was you like, "You make that sound like it's different than now." <laughs> I'm about to say now it's like eight. well, now I watch cable. <laughs> oh, I say, yeah, and I stream. So I had to drop something, and that was one of them. Understandable. We have an email, Gutter Talk colon Mando. Ah, hey guys, it's your boy Charles in Chattanooga, aka Green Lantern Tribble, as an old. Star Wars fan who saw the first one in the theater when I was nine years old. I'm all in on the Mandalorian series on Disney+. Plus. It's got me feeling like that kid again. It's good to see them explore more of the universe than just the Jedi and Sith. After hearing Brandon's criticism that if the Mando doesn't show his face this season is a failure, I guess if he was around to watch the man with no name westerns with Clint Eastwood, he would say, if he doesn't reveal his name, it's a failure. Come on, son. Love the show. Keep it up. And go to talk. Nice. Um, I don't remember saying it was a, it would be a failure. I just thought it, it, that wouldn't necessarily be good writing. Can he, either of you describe the man with no name for me? Um, Clint Eastwood starred in three movies. Three um, spaghetti westerns, westerns, westerns from uh, in the I guess the mid to late '60s. They were called spaghetti westerns because they were one produced a- in Italy and they were directed by um, Sergio L- Leone. Leon. Sergio Leone, who's a very famous like Italian um, director, um, and his character famously in those movies does not have a name. He, they just show up. People call him either Blondie or Red or some kind of make up a nickname for him. Um, but he never gives his name at all. And he shows up in these, um, in these. they're not really connected, but they're just connected by this character who doesn't have a name. So you don't know if he's necessarily playing the same character. Um, they're really cool. Based on uh, Akira Kurosawa samurai films. Yeah, that's where their the inspiration comes from. Okay. Because yeah. um, my only thing is, to me, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen those, but my problem with The Mandalorian, and again, I don't really have a problem with it because it's not done yet, but I feel that they draw enough attention to his, the fact that he doesn't take off his mask, that if they don't address, the, if they don't bring that storyline to some conclusion then I would consider that not great writing. Hmm. I hear you. My argument, and I think um, Charles' argument against that, is that that doesn't necessarily have to happen in the first season. I don't, and honestly, as a viewer, I don't care if we ever see his face. As a, At this point, 
as a viewer, I don't either. Like I, but from a narrative perspective, mm. I feel like it's necessary. You know, we have, I've, you know, I've grown up with plenty of characters who we specifically don't see their faces. Snake Eyes from mm-hmm. GI Joe. Um, that was a long running thing. Right. Uh, but- Doom, Doctor Doom. Every so often, like, oh, there's his face, and it's, yeah. Yeah, and they always Destro. Make it, yeah, that's something they always tease, Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah. And they used to always tease what was um, Home Improvement. His name Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, we got one more email. We got two more emails, but go on. Well, then next to you. Oh, I'll do it. This one's called Favorite Clone Wars Series, and it's from Robit. Robit? Robot. Um, hi. Hi. I am writing you an email. Thank you. Favorite Clone Wars Series. Was that the question? Or was it favorite animated Star Wars Is it written series? like this, or are you doing a bit? Or? You are all wisps of chemicals in a brief embrace. Thank you. My favorite Star Wars animated series. Our names are the edge we hang from while staring into the nothingness. Thank you. I like Star Wars. And I like Samurai Jack. And this is both. At which point he links to a Wikipedia, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars 2003 TV series. Sincerely, hump your own butt, superhero robot. That was the email. There you go. That's how it was written. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm assuming, uh, listen, I stumble over my words a lot. Uh, I should not be given a microphone to speak into for other people to listen to. Uh, and because of that, I do things like, send, tell us your favorite Clone Wars series, which is probably what I did when I meant to say, send us your favorite Star Wars you know, cartoon or whatever. I wound up saying Clone Wars instead of Star Wars because I'm a friggin' idiot. So, um, yeah, he, uh, his favorite Star Wars animated series. I don't, did he answer it? No. Yeah, no, he did, I think. Did I he? think the thing where he was saying Samurai Jack and the Gendy Tartakovsky one. Uh-huh. Yeah, Clone Wars. Oh, okay. I assume that one. So, yeah, he's, he must mean the Gendy Tartakovsky yeah. Clone Wars. Um, thank you so much, Robot Superhero Robot. Thank you. Appreciate it. We have one more email. One more email. This email is again from Charles. Oh, you know what? Before we move on to this, I'm sorry. I didn't really say anything. We did receive this wonderful email from Superhero Robot saying that the Clone Wars is his favorite, se- or their favorite series. Mm-hmm. And... Brandon was nice enough. Did you ever send it to me? Mm-hmm. I you sent did it last week. Thank you. He sent me a list of all of the most important oh, episodes of Clone Wars. Of Clone Wars. So it is on my list. Um, I've been attempted to jump into it, but I've decided I really just want to make it through Rebels, and then once that's done, I'll go through Brandon's list. And I'd also like to jump ahead to see um, Resistance. So okay. I mean, then you'll be ahead of me. I've never seen Resistance. Oh yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Bra- You're gonna um, get ahead of Brandon. What? I mean, well, I mean, who start, knows when this is going to happen? If you start, then I'll do it, and I'll, I'll probably get done before He'll you. He'll be done before <laughs> Yeah. Just because I've said it now today, yeah, pretty much. he's going to watch it before he leaves. Of course. Go ahead, Len. I'm before sorry. He leaves. <laughs> he's, I'm as done. He, as he walks out the door. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm done. This was cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Gutter Talk, colon, tunes, and theater. Hey, guys, it's Charles again, a.k.a. the Green Lantern Dribble. I was listening to an episode where you all were talking about favorite anime theme so- animated theme songs, and I agreed with most of them, but there's three of my favorites that I can't believe didn't get a mention. Uh-oh. The Jetsons. <laughs> G.I. <laughs> the Jetsons. 
Sorry. The Jetsons, um, G.I. Joe, and one of the most fun songs, the theme for Animaniacs. Ah, oh. Animaniacs. Yeah, it? yeah. That's a good one. So is G.I. Joe, honestly. They're 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 all good. G.I. Joe's Oh, but it gets me pumped. I like oh, especially if, I don't remember when they released really? the movie, there was an all new animated sequence that was the opening to the show, and it was all of them doing all these crazy like the camera was doing all these crazy crazy moves while I believe Cobra was attacking the uh Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good opening. Sorry, guys. I mean, but, I mean the real American hero. G.I. Joe's there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, on the subject, you hate America. <laughs> Please don't say that. Please don't say that. You know how these. Don't say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's totally making a joke. I love America. I love it. I love it dearly. I I I, I red, black, and blue. Red, black, and blue. red, black, and blue. Are those the American colors of the country you love, Len? Red, black, and blue. Oh, I also shit. love America. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I pledge allegiance. <laughs> uh, the terrorists have truly won. Go ahead, Len. On the subject of awkward moments in the movies, when which I was laughing so much listening to, I have one in particular. My wife and I went to see Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon when about five brothers sat behind us. When the movie started, one of them said out loud, damn, we got to read this whole movie? Mm. He's talking about the subtitles. Then he proceeded to read out loud along with the movie. A few people, including my wife and I, gave him the look. And he got the message and stopped. But for the first few minutes, it was so annoying. Who the f- As always, I love the show. You guys keep me laughing while I'm at work. Gotta talk. So that's Chuck, Charles. Charles. From Chattanooga. Yes. I wonder if anyone calls him Chuckanooga. Probably not, because they Pro- probably also live in Chattanooga. That's true. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's infuriating. I can Very understand it, honestly. That sounds... T- <clears throat> How are you going to read... You can read- understand what? I mean, I know some people who can't read unless they have to, like, they have to read out loud. Then and don't if it go was to a, a subtitle movie theater. He probably didn't know. I'm not uh, necessarily excusing it. I'm saying I can see where he's coming from. Nope. No. Nope. No. Mm-hmm. Get, get out no. of here. This one thing, reading out loud to yourself, this sounds like this dude. I assume he was whispering. Why? No. Why would you assume no. that? Because there were he people was all around. It. Yeah. He's reading out loud. Yeah. There's one thing to be like. This sounds like he was like, hey. <laughs> Do you want to go to the movie? Yeah, that was, no, that was, that's. <laughs> Those are the subtitles for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragons. Hey, would you like to go to the movies? Has <laughs> <laughs> no no someone said, not seen this movie? No one said it was the right subtitles. <laughs> Maybe that's what the issue Yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> <sighs> this doesn't look sound like anything is reading. Yeah. Um, I went to, I remember years ago, I took a, a, a girlfriend to um, see The Bodyguard with Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner. And they, I, I. they had returned it to theaters for like a special engagement. Oh, I see. So, and she had she had loved the movie, but she had never seen it in the theaters. So, I was like, oh, great, go see it in the theaters. Uh huh. And to my surprise, there were a ton of people there who must have thought this was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. 
because they this one woman sitting behind us proceeded to dictate the entire dialogue to the movie and we were like yo like can you you gotta really like say everything like act out the entire movie and we gave her the look yeah we also gave her the chat Mm -hmm. (laughs) hey nice one didn't stop wouldn't no hold on hold on hold on did not no stop no you okay? You gave her the look. All right, she keeps going. Then did you? I'm sorry, you turned around. Asked her, in your seat. Asked her if like, hey, can you? You know, could you not? And what did she? Did she respond to you? I believe she said words to effect like, "We've all seen this movie a thousand times," uh. which admittedly is true. I mean, by this point, the movie had been out like maybe 10, 15 years. But that's not the point. No. I came here to watch the movie, not listen to you tell, tell me, me the movie. Tell me the movie. Yeah. Ooh. So I started to, I wanted to do something else. Yeah. We just. Did you, did you move? We moved our seats. You moved your seats. Yeah. We moved our seats. And I hate that. I hate doing that. I've done that too. Cause I'm like, Ooh, you made me move. Ooh. Yeah. My, the person I was with made me move because I was ready to do something else. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, she was ready to do something else either, but she just wanted to enjoy the movie instead of get involved in that. Yeah. 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 So we. I, you know, people have told me that they don't go to the movies anymore because of instances like that where they just, someone's on their phone and they've got the screen set up to the sun setting mm. um, or they're talking or what, what have you. To be um, fair, though, man, to be honest, TVs are such, you can have so much of a better experience at home. It depends on the TV. Um, okay. It depends on the environment in general. Yeah, there's something I really like about going to the movies and getting the popcorn and like having the experience and sitting in the big Me theater. Me too. Me too. Yeah. But there are certain like Twenty One Bridges. I pro- it probably is not a bad movie even on the big screen. I but would... we both have said we're gonna wait for Netflix. Well, no. I, did I say that? If someone tells me it's good, I'll wait for Netflix. Um, otherwise, I don't. I'm not gonna. Oh, so you're not even. I don't even, even care. care. That's, that's how surprised I am by the, that movie. Like, I legitimately don't care. Hmm? To me, that one seems like it would be better in theaters because it seems like it's going to have a lot of, like, cool set pieces. Not necessarily set pieces, but, like, cool shots like and stuff shots yeah. that would be better yeah. on a bigger Probably. screen. Probably. But, nah, my TV's nice size enough that once it hits streaming, I think I'll get the experience. It, I, there's, it's one of those things where I wonder there's got to be something more to that script that is not in the trailer to get the people involved in that movie to make it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the people behind Endgame, right? Um, the, is it? Or, yeah, isn't it the... It's the Russo brothers. Russo brothers. Oh, And then wow. you got um, Black Panther. Chadwick yeah. Boseman. Yeah. That's like, that's quality stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. did they make this before Marvel? Like, what? I don't know. I just... We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, thank you so much, Chuckanuga, for writing in. Uh, was there anything else we need to respond to in that email? Did I miss anything? No. Cool. Those are our letters. Those are our letters. They were plentiful and they were nice, and we appreciate it all four. Now, a couple of trailers dropped this week, but Len and I, we already talked about it on the Spoiler Alert podcast, so y'all are going to have to go listen to Spoiler Alert, where we talk about the Wonder Woman trailer and the Black Widow trailer and some other trailer that I can't remember right Ghostbusters now. The Ghostbusters Afterlife. trailer. Life Afterlife? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, though. Uh-oh. Um, we can give the people, they if you listen to Spoiler Alert, you'll hear me and you pontificate on our feelings. Mm-hmm. They haven't heard from Brandon. Brandon! Uh-huh. What, you, what say you, Brandon, of first the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer? You get five words for each. Just because it's fun. Okay, so five words. Five words. For Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, He's counting on his fingers. Uh, well, one, I mean, two, I could. One, two, no, no, that is too much. Three. And then I got Carry that. the two. Yeah. Uh, divide by. Uh-huh. Now he's doing something really obscene with his fingers. It's a little disgusting. That's offensive to my mother. She she rides lightning. I'm excited. Hey, he did it. I don't know if this is going to be a good idea, guys. No, no, you did um, great. She rides lightning. I'm excited. Cool. Now That was actually really good. Five words for Black Widow. Okay, it's a generic Marvel movie, cautiously optimistic. Man, he's good at this. Well right. done. One more. Did you did you see the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife? Oh, wait a sec. Uh I'm going to assume that that was a yes. He has seen the trailer. He's thinking. Don't want to ruin it. Okay, I got it. Okay, go. I didn't see the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Choice. That was beautiful. Well done. Well done, Brandon. All right. But we we did all watch this week all three episodes of the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event from the CW. Yes. We are going to talk about it in depth right now. Go. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yeah. Not to be confused with the show. Yes. Spoiler alert. So Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is aired on episodes of, I guess it would have been Supergirl, Batwoman, and The Flash, yep, which uh, basically details or shows the the uh, destruction of the multiverse as we know it. As each episode shows numerous Earths flashing to their demise, as our heroes gather together, including our paragons. Abon the uh, aboard the wave rider. The wave rider, brought there by the uh, by the monitor, to save the multiverse, as it were, and prepare themselves to do battle against the anti monitor. Mm-hmm. Now, Leonard, I'm sorry, you hate that, Len, Lenny boy. When did you you read the original Crisis on Infinite Earths comic book? Maxi series back in the eighties, yes. I certainly did. Huge fan of that. Yeah, very good. One of the still, I still the best crossover event. So good. Um, Brandon, have you have you read the comic? Yep. How recently? Uh, About a few months. When they announced this, I read it. Uh, That's what I figured. What Brandon does. What did you think of it being a newcomer to the crossover event? So what did he think of the book himself? I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. The book. I liked it. Felt a little long. Mm-hmm. They beat the monitor about four or five times and just kept going. But anti-monitor? I liked it overall. Yeah, the anti-monitor. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. But yeah, I liked it overall. Yeah. But it's not your favorite crossover event? No. No. Do you, do you have one at the top of your Infinity noggin? by Hickman. Word. All right, cool. Um, I, yeah, I grew up loving that 
crisis crossover event, the comic book. Uh, I got the hardcover when Alex Ross did a whole, my whole long poster for it, um, the wraparound cover. Okay, which, to be fair, it is Alex Ross painting, but he's painting George George Perez. Art. Yeah. I don't like when the, the, you the are, actual artist doesn't get their due share. Absolutely. You're correct. My bad. Um, and also, yeah, that wouldn't be what it is without George Perez. Right. Um, and his ability to put every single character on one piece of paper. I will <laughs> say I really liked his art as part of it mm-hmm. because that was, I don't, I haven't really read a lot of comics from like before the 90s. And when I read it, it seemed like eh, it was just okay. But then when I read the Robin series, I was starting to notice, like, oh, George Perez's art was so was consistently great as opposed mm-hmm. to some of the art in like the early '90s stuff. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. And mind you, by the time he does, by the time you read him in on Robin, he is probably. I don't think he did Robin. No, but I think he did covers for Robin, if mm. I remember, at one point. Um, no, he did special covers for Batman. That was to change over A Lonely to Place of Dying. That's right. That's is that what you're I'm thinking, thinking of? of. That's yeah, what those are great. Of. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Um, I will say that I've seen some of his recent work. Okay, he's retired. All right? The man is older. It's just, you know. He slipped a little bit, and he realized, and that's why he's retired. That's That's cool. All right. I mean, he's got. We're a new, talking about classic. There's George like a Perez. new. There's a new We're cover coming crisis. out. Okay. <laughs> there's no reason to start disparaging George no, Perez I right now. Him. George Perez. That's how he pronounced it. Thank you so much. I interviewed him for the show. Anyway, Georgie um, P. Um, Georgie P. Um, all right. So the TV show. The TV show. Let's give it to Brandon because Brandon, I think, loved it. I liked it. Oh. I didn't. There were some things I didn't like. I didn't. I felt like most of. I liked Oliver in episode one, but I felt like the rest of his stuff has been kind of dragging the story down, honestly. Mm. I feel like they're focusing on too much. Like, Crisis is big Trying enough to as too it is. too much? No, actually. I feel like they're just doing too much. Like, they're not... It's not that they're trying to, like... But trying to do too much, I feel like, implies that they're trying to do a lot of big things. I don't necessarily feel that. I feel like even, like, the smaller stories, it's not that they're like big it's just unnecessary like crisis is big enough you don't have to do other stuff is my point i think that crisis is so big that my uh, my initial thought my biggest thought about this series is this could have been a whole season that you know you had certain characters go off into their own shows and have to deal with certain aspects of the crisis and then come together every i don't know how many five times come whatever whenever you want to do that five times they come together but that's that's kind of been what it's been I mean, all of Arrow so far has been dealing with crisis. And Barry, each episode has been like, oh, I got told I'm going to die in crisis. Mm -hmm. So I got to prepare the team. But it's not. There's a difference between showing some kind of interconnectivity between the series and you dropping a line here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say they do more than drop a line, though. Okay. But But so you just like it and you don't love it? Yes, thus far. Okay. I think the hype leading up to it was more fun than the event itself. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Wayne about this. I feel like if you've read the comic and if you've watched the shows, you can guess most of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So nothing. it's not like the surprises really hit you that hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you have yeah. a favorite bit so far? Uh, I really like the Smallville stuff. I saw oh, some people Tom Welling. didn't love it because they wanted more. But honestly, that was all I really needed, and I liked that. Um, I liked the Kingdom Come stuff enough. Uh, I really like Teen Titans. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, liked... they're, they're 
not they're two seconds. Yeah, apparently it's from the canceled season one finale. But I just oh, liked that they were in it. That's okay. Funny. And right. I really liked Oliver's stuff in the first uh, episode. You okay. didn't like Huntress? It was fine. She wasn't in it enough for it to matter much. From Birds of Prey? But I, I know you were waiting for that. Was I? Yeah. You've yeah. mentioned it about two or three times leading up to this. I don't know if I, Okay. Maybe if it wasn't on air, it's been talked about. I don't remember about. doing that, but I, I believe you. I probably did. Yeah, she was fine. <laughs> I don't like this aspect in myself that for a number of these... Uh, cameos. My first thought is, "Oh, you, we've gotten old." The, uh, the, like whoever is on screen, like oof. I, I felt like she looked surprisingly good. Oh, see, I, she was yeah. the reason I'm saying it is because I was like, "Oh, ugh, all right." Yeah. Um, but I mean, oh really? That's, that's why she looked fine. That's what happens to everybody. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I actually thought it was kind of interesting. Um, like for for the most part, you know. I went into this knowing what this was. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, like I said, I, I watch all of the crossovers. Mm -hmm. And some of them I've, I've enjoyed. Some of them like, eh. Um, and this one, I'm like, for the most part, for the most part, it's fun. But the parts that I don't like, I really don't like. Yep. Um, because they really come across as dumb. Mm -hmm. um, just dumb storytelling. Talking about Brandon, talking about storytelling. Um, but there, there are some parts that are really, that are really, really fun. Um, speaking to what you just mentioned about, like, you know, sometimes getting hit in your head when you see some of the cameos. I only felt that way about one cameo. I know what it's going to be. And my God. Burt Ward Aww. from Batman 66. I know he's a much older guy now. I don't know who he's fooling with whatever he put in his hair. But um, that that man has not, he's not passed the McDonald's in a long time. Aww. He's gained a, quite Aww. a bit of weight. Well, yeah, why not? He hasn't been on TV in, well, since the 60s, well, well, 70s. Well, but considering the last time I saw him was probably in the 90s when they yeah. did like some type of like Batman 66 special. Oh, did I they? Think, like they did like a TV movie. Oh, really? Um, And he was in it. And like, yeah, he looked older. Mm. He didn't look like that. Yeah. You know, and the mind in 90s is yes, a little bit ago. Ain't that long ago. And also considering that somebody like, Adam West, you know, God rest his soul, pretty much stayed Adam West his whole yeah. life, even mm -hmm. body type-wise. Yeah. It was kind of weird to say that. I thought, no, keep going. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just, I was, I thought you were going to say uh, Batman 90, what was it, 90, what was that one movie with Michael Keaton? Batman 89. 89, 89. that's Earth it. 89. Robert Wall. Yeah, I thought that was going to be your thing. No, because he looks the same. I mean, like, yes. Uh, but I thought that was going to be your most exciting, like, your favorite cameo. Oh, no, 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 no. My fa my fa no, I, I didn't say Burt Ward was my favorite. I oh. was just talking about, like, when JD was talking about how you kind of, like, hit, like, the first time you see somebody, like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, time has passed. Yeah. That's the only one where it, like, really struck me. Um, my favorite bit, uh, well, there's two. I who was not a fan of Smallville mm. and only watched like maybe three episodes. I was like, I'm done. I love Tom Welling. Me too. That was my favorite. I thought that, I thought that was excellent. I love that he didn't get in the suit. I mm -hmm. love that he said I wasn't Superman. I loved, um, I love that, that 
he fit like in that universe. I love that he he like didn't care about Lex Luthor. I love how just done he. It felt like Tom Welling reacting to the CW, honestly, because I like how he was just like, I don't glad I don't have to deal with this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Yeah. He just did not care. I loved it. I also loved that he um, while dressed in the red and in blue like he always did on Smallville, he more or less is dressed like the Kingdom Come. Clark Kent. Oh, it's true, yeah. You know, because yeah. when, when you first meet Kingdom Come, Clark Kent, he's on the farm doing work. Um, and, he's, and he actually looks more like the Kingdom Come yeah. Yeah. Uh, Superman. Side note, if I have just signed my name to a contract saying that I'm going to be starring in a series more or less called Lois and Clark, where I'm playing Superman... I might be feeling a, a little, like, you know, insecure that there are two people who show up on my show looking who, more like who Superman. Look decidedly more Superman than I do. Yep. I pa- we were just watching episode three just now, and I paused it and I said, oof, it is, <laughs> that's got to be brutal standing next to, because um, at the time I wasn't thinking of Tom Welling, I was thinking of uh, Brandon, Brandon Ralph. Ralph up in his super suit, yes. standing right next to him, and he's just like this tiny little dude. And and looking super yeah. in his super suit. Oh, he looked great. He looks awesome. Every yes. time he's there, he's got like, he's got the pose he's going. Standing. Yeah, because that's the thing. There's one scene where he's standing with the pose yeah. and right next to the other Superman who who literally looks like a Superman statue. Yeah. Like a little Superman like play action figure standing next to him. I like to call him eyebrows. It, and he's... Not in a Superman pose nah. at all. He's just kind of like sitting there like, Duh. like all right, Duh. okay, what next? Yeah, he's oh my goodness. Um, but but real quick, yeah, Smallville was a good part, and it was my favorite part until the third episode. If you because, if you steal my my other favorite part, go ahead. What is it? My other f- favorite part. I will let JD tell it. Oh God damn it! Is it the same one? It probably is. I have never watched Lucifer, but that the little back and forth between Constantine <laughs> and Lucifer was so much fun. Yes. I almost want to watch Lucifer. I don't it know. Was if, was it good? Like the show itself? Oh, Lucifer? I've never watched the show. Oh, okay. I've never watched the show either. But that was that was a great little bit. I loved it. Now, the fact that someone had pointed out um, somewhere online. That uh, if you've got Lucifer involved, who's like super powerful and he's mm-hmm. not a part of anything, mm-hmm. seems strange. Just story wise and like logistics of this Lucifer's not that powerful. No, <clears throat> yeah, not not really. Mm-hmm. I think he, yeah, he lost. He doesn't have as much of his power because like I think some of his power in the show is tied to his wings, and he cut his wings off. Oh. So I think some of his power is diminished. I think I haven't watched Lucifer in a few years, but. Yeah, that that scene was great. That was great. You know why it was great? Tell I'll me tell you why it was great. Because you had two real actors going back and forth, not waiting for the camera to tell them when to say their lines. Thank you. There was a nice little tete to tail, it was a nice rhythm yep. to it. Yep. That's why snappy. it popped. Yeah. That's why it popped. That's why Matt Ryan looked like he was having fun in that scene. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the time he's just collecting a check. Yeah. Now we did promise Brandon. Sorry, Brandon. Brand Brandon, um, 
asked us, could we could we not be assholes to the shows, please? Because he really enjoys them, and we don't want to spoil Brandon's fun of enjoying the show, which I totally understand. Anytime I, I love a movie and I see someone online, I'm last Jedi, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, just relax. So I get it, Brandon. Um, but that's not to say we don't have qualms. Oh, yeah, yeah we have yeah, qualms. Criticisms are fine. Totally, yeah. yeah. Valid. Um, I some of my qualms are just that, where it just feels like a lot of the people involved are just waiting for their time to speak. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think, and for me personally, I don't know what it is about him. Um, what, the Flash. Uh, Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin. He's the only one that I really believe when he's saying his lines. And there's something about his presence with another actor on the quote unquote stage. is like you can see him listening to what the other character is saying, you can mm. see him processing what the other person is saying, and then responding as as one might respond. Mm. Whereas a lot of other people, it just seems like they're just saying their lines, and then up, oh, other person is talking now. Oh, I'm going to say my line now, as opposed to it just feels like he's in the moment. Um, mm. And there's something that you just not everybody has it, but I think he he makes all of his scenes, even the ones like sometimes some of the dialogue that they. Uh, spout is a little cheesy, but for some reason there's something about his performance. He gets it that, over. It makes makes sense, um, and you know the, I, I think this also demonstrates one of the key things I don't really appreciate about the CW shows as a whole. Brandon actually wound up mentioning something akin to this, which is, well, then why did they do it? If they're just going to undo it immediately, why did they do it? And it's the things like, oh man, the death scene for Ollie is in episode one, episode two. Here comes Ollie. I actually, <clears throat> I actually feel like th- I agreed with that when it happened in episode one, but then I feel like what they've done with it works. Mm-hmm. Like having him, uh, we said spoiler, having him become the Spectre. I feel if like that's what it's going to happen. Right. I feel like that works better because if it was just a Lazarus pit and it was just like, oh, he's now he's back, then it would be a waste of time. But yeah. I feel like having him die so that he could become the Spectre, mm-hmm. I feel like is a good story. Yeah. If that's where we wind up, great. Yeah. But, you know, watching episode two and like, oh, we're going to get him. We're going to put him in a ladder. I'm like, come on. Right. Yeah. Just let it just come on. And also his scene was terrible. Uh, I really did not like his death scene. I did not buy him at all. The dialogue was cheesy. I didn't get any emotion, even though I, you know, I fell off of Arrow, but I've been around like I've, I was on seasons one, two, three, a little bit of four. Um, yeah, but so that was I've, almost like four years ago. Yeah, but I've had history with the character. Right. Um, I also... I haven't seen a Smallville episode in what ten over ten years, mm-hmm. but Tom Welling's scene was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Of the first three, so uh, I expected to feel more about Ollie's death, and I was just like, "All right, can we can we move this along?" But but speaking of moving along, then when you get to episode three, and you know they've they've got his body. Okay, so he's resurrected. They put him in a Lazarus pit and. In episode two, but now they've got to find his soul, so mm-hmm. they got to go to purgatory and get his soul. And when they get to purgatory, they find out that his his soul has been squeegeed to, <laughs> to quote Constantine, so that you know he won't remember them when he sees them. Yeah. So when he sees them, of course, Diggle, who has now shown up, uh, Diggle says, "Hey, brother, don't you remember me?" I'm sorry I wasn't here, but I'm back now. Okay. Okay. Hey, buddy. I'm like, oh, well, I guess it was, obviously it was a dry squeegee yeah. or something. Because, like, that that kind of, like, yeah, that that bothered me. I mean, like, I think they could have slow walked that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Him turning into the Spectre, that doesn't, of course, that 
doesn't happen in the comic book, no. but that is something that happens to Green Lantern mm-hmm. in another crossover series yep. um, that happened after Crisis. So they're kind of like trying to, I think they're trying to meld the two. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe a way of fitting the Spectre into the story because the Spectre is a part, a very tangential part, but a part of Crisis. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a way of, of blending that in. So, you know, I'm 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 gonna go with that. I feel like that probably could have just waited till yeah. the next episode, even if you know it's coming. I, yeah, I agree. Um, one of the other things I have a problem with, and there's no way around this because these are the characters that you have to work with, mm-hmm. is that why are certain characters even involved? Why is Diggle involved at all? Why yeah. is why is Lois there? The well, most egregious Lois scene. Yeah. Which you had me cracking up earlier about is there's a scene, I think it's episode two, maybe one, I can't remember. This is a, it's the beginning of episode two. At beginning of episode two, and the monitor is monologuing to all of our heroes, telling him about you oh, know, yeah. catching everybody up, I and everybody's like sitting there attentively listening to him, mm-hmm. and including Lois, who is holding her baby. Jonathan. Jonathan, who starts crying. Uh. At which point, Lois Lane. The reporter, whose superpower is a pencil, mm-hmm. hands the baby to Superman. Can you quiet the baby? At which point the baby, still crying, gets handed down the line to all of the other heroes to whom the monitor is speaking mm-hmm. and giving their assignments. While universes are dying. While universes yeah. are dying. That seems, trillions yeah. of people. Yeah, uh, d- disappearing with <laughs> each syllable. <laughs> Yet Lois Lane, the mother of the baby, <laughs> needs to hear this. Yeah, can one of you superheroes tend to my child? Oh well, no, no, they can't. Because no, we can't. We have to hand it to the supervillain. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Was a heat wave? Yeah, heat wave. Oh my god, he hasn't been a villain yet. Yeah, 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 that scene was. Bad, but <laughs> to say to comment no, it about was funny, it was it was funny, but it was funny in a scene where humor wasn't necessary, right? I think like I, I liked that um, the monitor was trying to give his very dramatic speech and like the would baby have to kept stop, crying. yeah. Yeah. But to comment on why they're involved, I mean, their Earth is gone. Like it seems like what they're going to do instead of merging Earth, they're just going to have all the Earths be destroyed except one. So the people they want to save have to be saved now. So I assume that's why Lois is here, because her Earth is going to be gone, uh-huh. and so now they have to. She has to be a, alive. So, yeah. Uh, there's no reason. There was no reason for the Monitor to bring her in on any of this. He did. Like all of all of Black Lightning's family is dead. How come? Right. How come none of his family got to come along? Because Lois got saved. She didn't get saved by the Monitor. She like got on a ship and came and got saved, and then she just came with her husband. It was, the monitor didn't save Lois. Oh, he didn't. He didn't teleport them. No, he didn't teleport Lois. No. Oh, okay, thank. You. All right. Which means he really didn't need to talk to her. What about what about Iris? I, that's her Earth. She lives there. Yeah, they're, they're on, on a the, ship. Well, they're on the ship outside of. Why Earth is she one. on? Why is she not on Earth with the rest of the people who just got bloated up? Well, because they just got blown up. Why would? But why would Bar- if Barry knows that Earths are being destroyed? Yeah, she got uh-huh. saved from Earth One. Yeah. Why would he want her? He would want her with him. Like with like with Ryan Choi, it's like if the if you know the world, then you're gonna to want to be with your significant other. Mm-hmm. I don't what. 
Okay. No, I'm f- I understand Iris. Lois is the one that... And, and, and I don't even mind Lois being there. I mind Lois being right there at that, at that in that scene. I agree with yeah. her baby. She could have been in the, the other one room that with the walks baby. off with the baby. Oh, yeah. the baby's crying. Let me take him, and I'll read the newsletter. Yeah. That I'm gonna write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like the uh, death of Superman nod. That was cool. Oh, that was so bad. That was so bad. That was so bad. It. The acting in that, like the Lois Lane actress. The, the whole, the whole, the, oh. the whole, like staging of it. It looked like it literally it was, on like set, it was on a, a on set. On a set. Yeah, there was like nothing behind them. It was just like what, like a color. It was just it a color like the screen. Special effects were them. not done. Yeah, I like. There was no city around her or anything. It was just like the cape looked like. Oh, it, was, it looked like a playset. I do not like that Lois Lane. I do not like her as an actress so far. So far, I have not seen her in Supergirl. Um, because I'm on season two and I'm just now kind of, she's in like one or two episodes that I've seen. Um, but yeah, just seeing her performances in, in this, I just, she does not speak as Lois Lane to me. Um, yeah, I got, I got to say, I agree with, I agree. With, well, no, I, yeah, I got to say I agree because I don't like her and I don't like the Superman. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. But what I, what I will, but Brandon, we want to hear from you. What's what, something else that you loved about this? Um, I liked all the references. Mm-hmm. Like this is kind of skipping to the end, but <clears throat> I had forgotten that in the comics, Harbinger is a is working with the Anti Monitor. Oh yes. Yeah, oh, I forgot <clears throat> that too. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I didn't remember that until it happened. But that was <laughs> so that was cool. I forgot that her name actually was Lila in the comic book too. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Mark Guggenheim tried to say that like. <clears throat> he tried to say that they've been planning this shows you we've been planning it since the beginning like when they revealed her costume it's like see we've been planning to do this from the beginning when we named her Lila and it's like no you definitely never knew you were going to get this far hold, but, hold up hold up okay hold your britches the, the very first episode is the crisis uh flash yeah yeah she was in arrow but also um, oh shit you're right but that's not to say that it's th- possible that's not to say that he didn't name her Lila in hopes that if it yeah. ever gets that far. I believe that they hoped it, but I don't believe they knew for a fact they were going to get to do it somehow. Oh, nobody ever knows. Yeah, no. All of these shows, no, they, know. You know, they do their like six, five-year plan and like, yeah. well, fingers crossed, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I liked those references. Uh, I liked I liked everything with King Kong Superman. There's just, honestly, How did you just, like the, uh, the whole storyline that, that plays out in episode three, uh, Flash of Earth-90? I liked it. Even having not watched the 90s show, I liked that. And um, I watched the after show, and it, they were talking about how it was nice. Like John Wesley Shipp was saying, it was nice that his character got a, an ending. Because so apparently that show got canceled. Yeah, yeah it did. Yeah. I so, love yeah. that scene. I love that. I, more than I anticipated, because I did like that Flash TV. Well, I enjoyed it enough for what it was when it mm-hmm. was on television. It was still me going, well, it's not quite the Flash, but it's... Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. That's what thanks, we got. Give me something. Yeah, um, it's like this weird, dark Danny Elfman version yes. of Central City. Um, but yeah, watching this, I was just flooded with nostalgia and his his paterna, paternal um, yeah. uh, attributes really, really came out. I, I thought that, you know, I, I felt him talking to Barry and like, keep riding the lightning kid. I was just, I got a little choked up. I thought that was great. Did you? Because I think you laughed when that happened. No. No, I, I was laughing during other stuff, but I, that was that was me. Like, mm-hmm. I did a sharp inhale, which is my version of I'm getting choked up. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, I'm sorry. But- oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What I was laughing at, Brandon, was when they were showing John Wesley Ship uh, running, and they showed the his feet. 
yes. uh, because they were actually running. And then uh, they did not show him as one whole figure. They mm-hmm. showed then him from the waist up where he's clearly not running and he's just pumping his arms. And that's when I bust out laughing. Yeah, he did bust out laughing. I was like, oh, no. He did. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Len. Um, <laughs> the, the, I, you know, you know, um, caught a bit of nostalgia over that mm. that scene as well, um, especially considering that they gave him a costume that was, you know, literally, um, it looked like it could have been the costume that he well, wore. It looked like it was has been in the closet since he wore it in the 90s, but yeah. It looked as hot as he used to complain about it, because <laughs> it looked hot. Yeah. Um, but the, the the one aspect of that whole like end that I didn't like though that I kept bumping up against was okay, Pariah left, um, and went to get Black Lightning. Now how he knows to get Black Lightning, I don't know, but he went and goes to get Black Lightning. Especially, well, no, that's right. He went to get Black Lightning because at that point, Black Lightning's world was being destroyed. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's always called to a world. Well, also, they needed they needed someone with those powers specifically to um, uh, do something to the... Do something with electricity. With, with the electric yeah. treadmill, right? Yeah. So that's why he brings Black Lightning back. Fine. They talk Black Lightning, who they just met, Jefferson Pierce. They talk him into using his powers in the way that they need him. Fine. Black Lightning uses his powers and is clearly straining with the use of his powers to do what he needs to do. At which point we have to go through several, several tearful conversations and goodbyes and salutations all while this man is struggling to do what he's doing because you've talked him into doing this after he just lost his entire world, never mind his entire family. Just lost him. Didn't, this isn't a day to process. Blinked. They were just, they were just gone. I think we can go through the goodbyes. Yeah. The goodbyes in general didn't feel... I just didn't care because, like, The Flash isn't canceled. Like, the show's going to keep going. Okay. That's why, like, this whole season they've been leading up to Flash dying in crisis. And it's just like, he's not, though. So, like, this all feels like a waste of time. Well, well, technically, a Flash dies. And it is a Barry Allen. But for the context of The Flash, the show... Like them leading up to it felt useless because like this Baryon is not going to die. Okay, fair, fair enough. I just didn't like them them sitting there while yeah. the brother is, is. Oh, that was another bit I liked. I liked he said his mantra. Um, he's as a principal in his school. He tells he asks his students. He'll say like, um, "Whose life is this?" And they'll say mine. And then he says, "And um, who's going to live it?" And they say, "I am." And then he says something else i forget and something like, like about future or something right yeah like she's like live the future today or something i don't right. know that, that's what he says which actually gets all of these flashes to finally wake up oh we've got to this oh, man is doing here. our yeah. dirty work right here <laughs> yeah. can we can we get on the treadmill and get that this thing part going? was particularly interesting because in the black lightning um episode before that uh, you see a few alternate Earths, and in one of them, his daughter kills him. Mm-hmm. And as she's doing it, she says it to him to taunt him. 
So it was nice seeing it used in a more positive light mm. in this episode. And and the reason why that bumped up against me is because I probably primarily because he was a a black man sitting there holding the world in his hands while they are going through all these long, long goodbyes. I was like, come on, let's get on with it. Um, but also because there was another scene where uh, Iris, you know, they go to get Ryan Choi mm-hmm. um, and conveniently everybody leaves the room where Ryan Choi is so that, you know, Brandon Ralph can just basically out loud in, in this big room say, hey, we're superheroes. But, but nevertheless... Iris, the human, talks Ryan Choi, again, talking somebody out of going to see his family to come help us for the greater good. And she does. And she's able to connect with him on a human level. And I thought that that was really cool. But I thought that they kind of steal that moment away from the actress as well as the character by showing that her appeal to him was not her recognizing her role in this whole scenario. Because they then flash back to Barry basically telling her, yeah. this is what you're, why you have to go to Ryan Choi. Because I thought that was really strange and repetitive. Well, it's repetitive, but it, it steals the agency away from the character, yeah. from the character yeah. of... Uh, Iris and I didn't I didn't like, like it. Like I didn't like that how they, her what to say. Yeah, I didn't like how they did how they did the uh, the, the brown people in this in this the show. Yeah, I'm I sorry. thought that was very strange. When like and that's why I I, I paused it and I was like, wait, what's happening? And like, oh, this is a flashback to the thing that oh, okay. And it's like him just telling the same thing to her that she then eventually tells Ryan Troy, right? Well, it's they showed that to show because um you know, uh, the, the, um, Brandon Ralph and Elongated Man, it's like, hey, it was really cool how you were able to connect with him. Yeah, yeah. They're recognizing, like, oh, wow, that was a great moment. There's for a reason you, for you to be here. You know, Iris, you're doing your thing. Yeah. And she, she remembers, like, yeah, but it's because Barry told me to do it. Yeah. it and yeah. it's, it just steals all the agency from it. It's I a little like gross, that. yeah. I get it. Can we talk about the costumes? Sure. I feel like the costumes are an important part of this because there are times when um, they look so good and they look right for the character and Such for the ass. actor. I think that the new the new Flash costume is probably the best Flash costume so far for me. Okay. Um, I even like the strange zipatone, iridescent zipatone on the mask is strange. So but is that iridescent iridescent zipatone or yeah. is it like a mesh? I wasn't sure. It's yeah. It's to like me it looks meshy. Right, it looks okay. like it's like a mesh. Like you look, you can see his skin underneath it. No, no, not that. There are things on top that yeah. are okay. There is like layers of like a plastic sort of um, sticky. Okay, that makes okay. it kind of shine. Gotcha. Um, I think that looks really cool. I like the way his his new lightning on his forearms look, stuff like that. I think black lightning's a bit much. Mm-hmm. I really hated the original black lightning. It's outfit, better than the original, and it's better than that. But then it's still, there's still so many, everything's got a pattern or an overlay or an underlay and like everything, like it's, the work's there, but it just is over-designed, I think. Okay. Um, but there are other things that I think like um, Lila, her her outfit looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt like a lot of the new ones. I liked hers. I liked Pariah's too. Pariah's, although, come on, dude, with the, with the whisper voice. Like he's got laryngitis. That's why I just, yeah, I don't really like that actor. I like I I like 
he seems like a nice guy, and he keeps showing up. Was yeah. it Tom Cavanaugh? Yeah. Right? Yes, thank you. But yeah. I just don't love him. And also, apparently, they've like never asked Matt Lesher back, who played the, technically the original Reverse Flash. Yeah. For like any like Reverse Flash has shown up a few times. Like a bunch and of times. They well, never he, get him back. And oh, they no, never he even was in, asked. He was in um Legends. Legends. But after that. Yeah, okay. Uh yeah, I like Tom Cavanaugh a lot, but all of these different I'm what, done. What's the name him. of the character? Harrison, um, Harrison Bars. Well, Wells. Wells. Yeah, the, all the different Wells is we don't need. I don't need a different Wells every time. You could keep being a Wells that. Well, it sounds like this last character, or whoever he was, was called Nash. Nash Wells. It was Harrison Wells, and Nash is his nickname. <sighs> yeah, I just I don't I don't care. <laughs> he was kind of like a Ghostbuster, but like multiversal stuff. And he didn't talk. He didn't talk that way. Mm, kind of. When he was Nash, did he talk like this? Not as slow. But kind of. Oh. He was cooler. Was he? Yeah. How cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Nice. I mean, his costume is, is definitely, like, it's spot on from the comic. Yeah. I'll give Same thing that. with the Same monitor. Same with Har- uh, monitor, Harbinger. Yeah. Well, Harbinger's... Is, well, they, but they should have the headpiece. You can't really do Harbinger. Because I think Harbinger's was one of those, like, really skimpy ones, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because it's basically, like, like just a skirt. Yeah. So they gave her pants. But it, for the most part, it, it definitely, you know, is modeled after the comic. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. You know, and and it, it, it looks good. She doesn't look, look you know, bad. And Brandon Rouse's Kingdom Come outfit is spot on. Well, it's spot on because Brandon Ralph, I didn't realize how jacked that dude was. Well, he's got a muscle suit under there. I don't know, man. Oh, do. nah, a little bit. A For little sure. bit, yeah. Okay. But so, okay. It has a little bit, but it's not had, as much. I would say he had as much of a muscle suit as Shazam, Shazam did. Shazam's you was, think so? Yeah. Because when Brandon Ralph is just rocking around in his, in his shirt, he's still pretty jacked. Well, what I'm saying is... What's his name from Shazam was also pretty jacked. Zachary Levi. Well, he got okay. jacked for the role. Okay, maybe he did. Is Although he, those is, shoulders, I don't know why. I mean, wasn't there like something at some point where he's like, "Nah, there's no muscles in there. That's all me." And I'm like, "Dude, we can see your shoulders." But Shazam. That is not how shoulders. Yeah, are. Shazam yeah. had Shazam had uh, NFL shoulders. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, Brandon Ralph was totally jacked, and the costume he wore it well. And the and, gray and the temples and everything, like he just he looked good. Yeah, he look he look good. You mentioned like you like Batwoman's costume. Batwoman's costume is rad. I like well two things. First, um with Kingdom Come Superman, I was worried because I feel like when Brandon Routh came into the Arrowverse, he kind of just kept doing his Clark Kent. Yeah. So I was nervous that this wasn't going to feel like a different character. It was just going to feel like Ray Palmer, but I felt like it, he did a good job in that first epi- or the second episode mm-hmm. of like making it feel like he was like, Two different people. Yeah, like he yeah. was still, he was a super person mm-hmm. as yeah. Clark. Yeah. So yeah. I was yeah. wondering that myself, and then to watch the interplay between the two of them, yeah. I was like, oh, you can see the subtle nuances that he's doing, yeah. and even just physicality. Um, he's more confident. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's true. And as far as Batwoman, I like her costume. Only thing is, I've started noticing this, and now I hate it because it's in every costume. Every costume with a cape has these like. The cape like comes over their shoulders. Uh-huh. Yes, and it's got the little uh, and it's got the little like yeah like clips clasp, on it. Yeah. And everyone like Supergirl has it, Batwoman has it. Everyone with a cape, yeah. and that's the one thing I hate. I just yeah, but I love her costume aside from that. Mm. I wouldn't mind it so much on Batwoman if Supergirl and Superman were on the same Earth as she. Mm-hmm. If someone but, one person made all of them. Right, or yeah. you know, like that—that's the go-to, like the style of it. Mm-hmm. Right. But Batwoman is on Earth One. Right. So yeah, that's where it 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 
It's that Jim it. Lee, New 52, everyone's got that weird collar, even though they've never met before yeah. thing. Strange, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, so um, that's why it's, it, that stood out to and me. And I'll tell you, it's a very little thing, but I would like to see, how, how many times have Batwoman and Supergirl met? This would be the second time. I would like a little bit more friction between those two characters, um, because the Batwoman, you know, uh, Kate, Kate mm-hmm. Kane? Yeah. And Batwoman is a much more gruff and like I'm not going to take any bullshit kind of character um, and so the fact that they already ha- are having their scene where they're like oh here's the kryptonite I believe in you and blah blah it was just it was a little too mushy um, I would say if you watched Elseworlds it would feel better because they yeah. were they were antagonistic when they first met mm-hmm. they were like Batman and Superman would that's be. what I want yes right. that's what and I then that. they became yeah. now they're friends now they're yeah, yeah. They're, I like sometimes I like the Batman Superman who are like you do, Superman's like you. You mm-hmm. don't do things the right way. Uh, we're not friends. And Batman's like you're an alien. Yeah. Fuck you. So I, I like that antagoni- antagonistic. Um, Interesting. I hear you because because even though like to your point, Brandon, they definitely are antagonistic in Elseworlds. Considering that this is still the second time that they've met. Yeah. The trust that they seem to show. Of, in each other is not quite as earned. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, I yeah. hear you on that. Especially I, from someone like Batwoman who like her sister what she thought her sister was dead this whole time. Mm-hmm. Turns out she hasn't been and she's um what's her nuts? She's Alice. 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 Yeah. You know, and her I don't know. There's just something yeah. there. And also isn't that kind of the point of having a ragtag team of heroes who There's a little don't, bit of friction. You want the friction, you want the family dynamic of like sibling rivalry and people who don't get along because that's what makes interesting storytelling i feel like in this case this i feel like there's different types of ragtag like stories like that and i feel like in this case it's more about the overarching threat and it's like yeah got to put all that aside because like i would say in the dominators episode which was the second or third crossover there was a lot of friction there Mm -hmm. and that was because like it turned out the aliens came because of barry and in that like a lot of people were mad at barry and weren't talking to him and there was that friction. Mm. I feel like this is just a different type of story because mm. since it's so big, they're like, even if I have problems with you, the universe, all the universes are ending. Yeah. We'll put it aside. I remember, I don't remember exactly what it was about that uh, with the Dominators, but even at the time, I remember going, it's a bit much, guys. All of a sudden, everyone's mad at Barry, really? Yeah, especially because right. Diggle was mad that his daughter became a son, but it's like, but you don't remember your daughter, so yeah. who cares? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember being like, that's a bit, we're heightening the drama here a little bit too much, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diggle gets on my nerves. I like yeah, it. also that MF Doom outfit that, he, that mask he wears. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we touched on a few of the cameos, um, but there are a few that we left on the table. One pretty big one. Yeah. From, I believe, episode two, and that is one Kevin Conroy. Oh, yeah. As yeah. Batman. Mm. What did you think about that uh, cameo, uh, Brandon? Uh, I liked it. Didn't love it. It's long. It was, it was long. It's I just, long I didn't necessarily need it. Yeah. I, I would have rather him been a more positive character. Yeah. Well, what, I mean, what do you think of it story wise? Right. Well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, like, do you think it added anything, or because ultimately yes. she they go to Earth? What they called it, Earth? It was Earth ninety nine. God, yeah. it's Earth. the night. It's the Batman show, right? So all of them are all of the Earths are related to their thing. I forgot that was the year it came out. Yeah. So Earth ninety nine. Wait, the the Batman cartoon didn't yeah. come out until ten years after the Batman movie. 
89 to 99, that's when well, it, it animated series sure. start? It may have been a little bit. I'm going to get to Google and you guys keep talking. Something was 99, I know. I, I, maybe that's what I wanted 99. to ask you, by the way. When maybe, did yeah, um when did Black Lightning come out? The TV series? You know, no, the sh- the comic. That's oh, the comic came character. out in the seventies. Do you Nin- know the exact one? Because his his Earth was Earth seventy seventy seven. That sounds about right. So yeah, uh, Batman the animated series started in ninety two. Okay, mm. I was like, there's no way. Oh, well, either way. Anyway, got uh, it. Might have been ninety two. I don't remember. Conroy, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, Kevin Conroy. You were uh, talking about the story. Did it add anything? Yeah, yeah. Because basically, what you learn is that. They, they're going to look for him because they believe, like, the bat is one of the paragons, um, a paragon of courage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Supergirl and Batgirl go there to find him, only to basically find out that Batwoman is the paragon of courage. I said yeah. Batgirl, I meant Pat, Batwoman. Yeah. So story-wise, it doesn't really do anything. No. So it's a, a, a whole lot of nothing. It was cool seeing him. Mm-hmm. So, so... Um... I would have rather him have been on the Kingdom Come Earth and just been Kingdom Come Batman. That annoyed me that they had him dressed as a Kingdom Come Batman. He had the braces and everything. And then he was from a different Earth. That part annoyed. They should have just had him go to... They should have had him be on that Earth. And that way you could have maybe had us meet both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you could have maybe save some time. And maybe have him say that like he gave up or something... And show that he wasn't courageous, whereas Kate was. In mm. some, do it something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it did feel kind of superfluous having him be on a whole other Earth. And like he wasn't even really a threat. Like they they kind of tried to build him up as a threat, but then he got beat pretty quick. Pretty so. quick. Yeah. He basically got tripped. Yeah. Luke was funny. Seeing him all that way was funny. It was funny when Kate, when Carol was like, "Oh, he's cute," and Kate was like, "Nope." Let's not do that. That was funny. That's one thing I will say. I did appreciate that this show was kind of like, you know, the scenes where people were admiring someone's appearance Mm -hmm. or body were women admiring guys. Mm. Yeah. There was a lot of Lois and other Clarks. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. 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 Even she was looking at Brandon Routh like, what's up, Snack? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I I dug that. I I dig dig that a lot. Um, What I... What I didn't like about Kevin Conroy's appearance was that this was proof that he's a very talented voice actor. Yeah, he is. Not so much. Yeah. Not camera. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't feeling it. It was a little rough. Yeah. And I got to say, even the voice that he does wasn't always the Batman voice. And I'm wondering if it's because sometimes voice actors have to contort their faces or their bodies a little bit to get certain voices. Mm-hmm. And so if listening to it sounds one way, but watching a voice actor contort to make a voice mm-hmm. then takes you right out of an actual scene. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really, I don't think it was necessarily that because he did on the after show, he did. The voice, uh-huh. and it didn't seem like he was contorting his face. And I think I he just wanted to do his normal voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, which which has influences of the Batman voice in it. Because yeah. I heard it you here know, and there, here but, and there. Yeah. But yeah, his acting was pretty rough. Yeah. And considering that I don't think much of Ruby Rose as an actress either, so the two of them together in a scene did not yeah. make for yeah. Um, good viewing. Mark Guggenheim after on the after show he said that uh, Kara and Kate are gonna, you're gonna see them being the new Ollie and 
Barry, like they're going to be the new kind of world's finest. And I was like, hmm, mm. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think I think they have good chemistry together, but Kate by herself, I don't I don't love that much. Yeah, see, I don't know if they got that good of chemistry together. I do. No, they should kiss. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I felt like they had real good chemistry. And that's that. <laughs> no. That's all I said. What? <laughs> that's decidedly not all she said. Honestly, I feel that way with a lot of people with Kara. She needs to date Lena Luther, okay? It's there. It's obvious. We all know it needs to happen. Why should she need to date Lena Luthor? They have they have such good chemistry. Wasn't Lena Luthor in the first episode? Yeah, Isn't that the yeah, one that her she's sister going goes and talks to? Stuff right her? now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is honestly, this, I, this isn't necessarily Christ related, but I think they they're starting to do better with her storyline. I'll tell you more off air because I don't. This is that's not crisis related. Well, that's but that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um. Okay, I don't. I, 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 if you say so. Other cameo, and I know you like this one, JD. John Cryer's Lex Luthor. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he was um, he was a young actor in the what late eighties, early nineties. Mm. Um, he even was in a Superman movie, Superman Four: The Quest for Peace, which he's talked about. He regrets. Of course. Uh, he played Lenny. Do. I believe his name was Lenny yeah. Luther. And that, that was awful. Uh, but I liked him as an actor, and I was excited to see him here. And it feels like he's having fun chewing the scenery being a Luther. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of fun. The first, very first cameo, I think, of the whole thing is we come upon Batman, I'm sorry, Earth 89. Yes. Which is the 1989 Tim Burton Batman universe, and we've got Robert Wall, mm-hmm. um, and he's reading a newspaper, and on that newspaper is a drawing of a Batman uh, that looks like it came from the adaptation, the comic adaptation by Jerry Ordway, mm-hmm. and I thought that was very cute. But then the the name of the article, the, the, headline. T- the headline is Batman Captures Joker. Yes. Which, anyone who's seen the 1989 movie knows, the Joker died. Yes. Fell to his death. And also, he I guess he, he's so dense that he made a, 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 a dent in the... in the Cracked the, the concrete. There's a Joker-shaped hole in the concrete. Yes. But it's the Joker. He always comes back. I just... I, they could have picked someone else who hadn't been in any of those movies. Like, capture... No, they couldn't. For, think about it from, like, a character perspective. If you're going to have Batman capture someone, it's got to be the Joker. No. Okay. I mean, I think, like, you got to have the him capture his biggest villain. Dead. Right. Or, but, or the headline just says Joker dead. Right. The headline. I well, think no, it had because to be that a, happened 30 years ago. I think it had to be some Joker related. Maybe it could have been, yeah. Maybe he didn't have to capture him or something. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I looked it up. 1999 was when Batman Beyond started. And technically, this was supposed to be in the future. So maybe that's the reference. Uh, right. For it being Earth 99, where we meet yeah. Kevin Conroy. And he's old, broke up uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. All right. Whatever. There you go. That's fine. I'll accept it. Yeah. I like Wex. I liked him. I think he was great. It was, it's a little weird that he goes around killing Superman and they're all Clark Kent. And then he gets locked in a room and Clark Kent is there. 
But he still doesn't know it's quite. He even says it on the Smallville scene. Well, where he's like, like, oh, on your in your world, Clark Kent is Superman. In my world, that doesn't make any sense. I like that part because mm-hmm. I like that. Um, because you know, like Lex never believes it. Yeah. And yeah. I like that. It also makes sense because let's be honest. Let's look at his Lex. Let's look at his Clark yeah. versus this Clark. He could believe it a little more. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but also look at his <clears throat> Superman. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's very true. It's not Good like point. his Clark Kent becomes the uh, uh, the Brendan Routh Superman or something. Yeah, yeah it's still a little shrimp. But I liked it. Yeah, it was cute. There's uh, that's the thing about this these shows is that they're all trying real hard, uh, and there's aspects about them that I like, and there's aspects about them that I just sort of. I go, all right. They know their audience, and they're not yeah. trying to be something that they're not. I yeah. will give them that. Yeah. So, you know. doesn't always work, but yeah. I think this is a lot of fun. I'm glad I, I watched these three, because I'm years away from catching up. So I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. glad I just jumped ahead. There was a couple of things that I was like, wait, who's doing what? That's uh, fine. Yeah. I didn't know everything. Yeah. yeah. Just like pieced it together. Yeah. And I pieced together as much as I needed to know to enjoy the show, as much as I'm going to enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you keep it moving. Anything else? No, I don't no, think so. I'm good. No, 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 no. We had a bunch of other stuff we wanted to get to, but uh, that sounds like a show to me. Well, hold on. So Brandon had put together a poll. Oh, yeah. That we put up. Oh, that's right. So um, where can people find it, Brandon? Uh, on both the Gutter Talk and the Triple Black Nation. Triple, yeah, Triple Nation Facebook pages. Cool. And you can go and there's a couple of questions that Brandon wrote up so that we can find a little bit more about you, the audience. And thank, um, thank you, all of you who have already gone in and answered the survey. Um, and I, I got to really say, appreciate it. When, when Brandon put this together, in my head I was like, no one's going to do this. Nobody, nobody likes to fill out surveys. No one's gonna, we're not going to get a single one. And, but we've uh, gotten a few. We've gotten more than a few. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty few. cool. So if anybody else has anything they want to add, uh, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, we think we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna leave it up for a little while. So mm-hmm. if you haven't gotten to it, it, it'll still be there. Yeah. So one of the things that had been said on this poll, people had responded, what would you change? What would you add? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was an anonymous poll, so we don't know who this was. But someone was like, y'all should do... Um, a recommendation every episode. Yeah. And um, we're not 100% sure moving forward if we're going to do one recommendation every episode or three recommendations, like one from each of us. Mm-hmm. But for this one, we'll at least do all three of us. I'm sure. going to start off with Star Wars Rebels. I've mentioned this before. Um, this is a show that I did not anticipate enjoying as much as I'm enjoying it. It's going to go down as one of my favorite cartoons. Um, every time I've got a half hour in the morning or at night, I will pop it on. My wife was not interested in it, but because she was sitting next to me while I was doing this eventually she started to go you know what this show is pretty good um, it's got it's got all of the good things that I like from a Star War uh, not the prequel stuff which I don't care about all that much but um, it's sort of leading into the original trilogy and it's right in that nice little time period where there's rebels and then there's the empire and there's like Sith Lords and lightsabers. It's got everything I want. It's got a lovable cast that I want to see more of. I'm kind of sad that I'm winding down the fourth season and I'm not going to be able to have these characters around. You can read that book. There's a, I'm thinking about it. I've been Googling rebel stuff. I was like, is there a Lego? Can I get a Lego of rebels? Something. (laughs) Um, that's how much I'm enjoying this. I can't recommend it highly enough. If you are on the outskirts of the Star Wars universe and you're like, you want something else, but you don't want to go too deep into something, I think Star Wars Rebels is right up your alley. Can't recommend it highly enough. Len, what do you got? 
Oops. Oh, Len, you can't think of anything? Don't worry. I got you, buddy. Go look ahead. At, look at that teamwork. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Marriage Story. I watched it a few days ago, and I think everyone should watch it. It's a really great movie on Netflix starring Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. It's about a couple who has a son, and they're getting a divorce. And it's just about everything that goes into getting a divorce. And it's, 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 it sucks for everyone. And it's <laughs> awful. Adam but Driver. I feel sad for everyone. Yeah. He's actually uh, starring in another movie on um, Amazon. Right, which I also want to see. It just came out. The Report. Right. I saw it. I'm really excited you to watch see it? that. It's fine. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's a lot. It's very informational. So okay. if you're going in for information, it's great. There's not a lot of dramatization to it. It's mm. It's mostly just... I'm doing this research, and people don't want me to do this research, but I'm doing it, and here's the research, and maybe it'll never come out, but we hope it comes out. Um, whereas uh, I think a movie like Spotlight yeah. is a wholly Spotlight engaging really and dramatic, and it's just, I think that that's that type of version of that type of story that I prefer, but if you just want sort of the facts, this is a good way to receive those facts there you go yeah i do have one um and it's not anything that i would recommend that for you to go watch or read ladies and gentlemen i will do that in the coming weeks but this is something a little a, a little different while we were here um in the hero complex we were watching the third episode of crisis on infinite earth and we we're watching on the cw app which is a great app because you don't have to have cable to watch their shows mm-hmm. if you enjoy it um they do show commercials but it's not a whole lot of commercials i respectfully disagree my friend i don't feel it's a whole there's lot. so many times where i'm watching crisis and i'm like is this another month commercial come on well let's put it this way maybe it's it the there may be as many commercial breaks but the commercial breaks aren't as long as okay. I find them to be on okay. network television. Right. So, um, so it, it's it's a cool little app. It's a cool little way to watch these shows if you want to be a cord cutter and cut from cable. But anyway, one of the commercials that we watched is a new um, commercial for Apple for their for their pad, their iPad. <laughs> um, and you know. I, I while I do have a Mac at home that I do my work on, I I'm not an Apple guy as far as phone and pads and stuff like that. But it's it's a commercial about these two kids who get a pad and they use it as a way of creating kind of like this this gift of a memory of their grandmother who passed away for their for their grandfather and for the rest of their family. Um it's a very touching um, commercial and it kind of like gets me every time that I have seen it. Um, and my recommendation to you, ladies and gentlemen, is to to take heed to something like that, and especially in, as we enter into this, or in the midst of the holiday season, and to that special someone in your life, be they your family member or be they even more so your friend, who more often than not people uh, take it for granted, you know showing them or telling them exactly how much they mean to them. Mm. Uh, Take an opportunity to reach out to those people in your lives, um, if only for just a moment. And believe me, it only really takes a moment to just tell them what they mean to you. Um, They will appreciate it. You will appreciate it. Um, And you will appreciate doing it now because if uh, this past year has taught me anything, the past couple of years have taught me life is very short. So 
take those moments while you have them and do that. And in that vein, I've said it before to JD, um, I am amazed that over the close to 150 episodes, I think maybe even a little bit more now, episodes, I think, of doing this weekly show, me and you have grown closer. Yeah. And I consider you a very dear friend of mine. Mm. And Brandon, you're a nut, but you're a nut I love. Thank you. You're my buddy. And that's why we're going to see Star Wars together next week. Yeah. Um, So we're all going to be there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be big fun. Yeah. Uh, that's beautiful, Len. Oh, thanks, buddy. You always, you always take it and you kick it up to the next level, you son of a bitch. Um, uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Gutter Talk. You can reach out to us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Or copopgo at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at blacktribbles. Or JD's Hero Complex. And Brandon? Take the survey. Take the survey. Yay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk at you later. Toot, toot. Thank you.